Hello, everybody. Welcome to another new episode of the Premier Raleigh Small Business and Special Interest Podcast, where we bring you stories from business owners and special interest groups from around the triangle. Um, welcome back, guys. We have our next episode of the Raleigh Small Business Podcast. And I have Kai and Godwin here, and they have a couple different businesses, and I'm going to let them kind of dive into like what they're doing and a little bit about um, what they, when they started it, how long they've been in business, where they're located at type of thing, and then we'll kind of evolve into some more questions and stuff. So um, Kai, do you want to kind of open up into that as far as um, kind of introduce both businesses and like what you do and, and a little bit about them? Sure. So I guess really the start would come back to how we even met in the beginning. We both went to state, NC State University, so we've been in the area for a long time. Um, uh, yeah, like I was saying, well, we both went to uh, NC State University and we've been in the area a long time. Um, you know, originally we were on like the kind of pre-med track, so he was kind of like a mentor to me um, years ago. And we've been friends and kept in touch ever since then. Um, so I moved back to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina uh, a few years ago, um, I'll say about four or five years ago, and we both were interested in wanting something more out of our lives than the daily corporate grind, mm -hmm. uh, the nine to five kind of job. Uh, we kind of wanted more out of our lives, and we decided we wanted to kind of be an investor. So we started reading books. One of my favorite books was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Um, that's probably the most fundamental book to the way I think now has changed me in multiple ways and just my overall mindset. I think you would say some other books, but I know you kind of like that book too. Um, so that really sparked our discussion and our journey in kind of investing in business ownership and asset acquisition and things of that nature. So the two businesses, or really three businesses as they sit today that we uh, are part of and happy to manage and run are, um, one is Four Paws, uh, that's a pet sitting service. Okay. Um, the other one is Archangels, and it does kind of like the same, similar type of thing, pet sitting, so with dog walking, cat sitting, um, reptile watching, um, all sorts of that type of thing. Okay. Um, and then the other one that we bought actually last year around this time uh, is Pro Cleaning Solutions, and that's actually based in Smithfield, but we have operations all over the Triangle area. Uh, that's going to be our, your residential cleaning, so you have mess at your house or you want like weekly cleaning or something at your house okay. um, you go there for that and then also has a commercial component to it so like the space we're sitting in right now um, as a business owner you want to pretty much focus on your business uh, you don't want to be sitting here cleaning dirt up and things of that nature you want to focus on your customers and your clients so you'd hire a company like pro cleaning to come in and clean that and make sure the environment's great for your customers okay yeah, yeah. that's definitely a big thing for me because like I learned the importance of time and the importance of like intervals and all that over the course of time and logistics. Absolutely. And every second counts, like down to like the, the finest detail of things and like if you can focus more on your strengths. Yep. You know, and like it takes me a certain amount of minutes out of my day to handle the laundry, you know, so that when I get to that certain point, that's one of the first things going is like I don't want to have to worry about coming into work and making sure the laundry's done and going to do the laundry and all this kind of stuff. We're going to take that 50 minutes a day and add it back to something else and make some more money in order to help some more people. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I would also say having that, because I never had a residential cleaner before I became part of this company. Um, and it is addicting to be able to get that time back <laughs> once yeah. what you have a cleaner. Well, yeah, well, that's what they're saying. Is like you, you, you have to change the, the frame of mind around a cleaning service or, you know, even watching someone's pet, right? right? It's like having someone go to your yard, right? It's not 
these guys, you're, you're helping other businesses stay in right. business. Right. So you're keeping the economy going. It doesn't show you as lazy. Correct. It shows you as efficient. Right. right. Because you're now trading that time back. You're buying your time back. So if you if I can pay you 20 let's say even $40 come and clean my house. Right. And those three hours, I can make $2,000. Right. Doing your own business or whatever, yeah, exactly. but not necessarily even to make more money with that time. Even just going out with your friends to have a drink, yeah, or spending time with your family, that time is very, very valuable to each and every person. And you know, however we can maximize your time doing the things that you want to do is what we want to do. No, absolutely. No, that's great. Um, so you said you said the dog the dog sitting business first, right, or the pet sitting. So is that something, is there a, a passion behind that? Is it something that you've done for a specific reason? Is there a why to it that? I've always loved um, fur babies. Um, in today's generation, everyone treats their pets like kids. Right. But there's a need um, for these pets to be taken care of when the owners are not at home. Um, we are anti-boarding because we do in-home pet sitting. So our sitters go actually to the home and take care of the pets as if it's similar to babysitting. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of um, owners are working nine to five. They'll let their pets out in the morning or for dogs specifically, but during that midday time, they need someone to come and let the dog out and take care of them. Dogs also get a lot of medicine. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. They get insulin shots, uh, they're on vitamins, especially more senior dogs. Um, if you want to go on vacation and you, know, you can't bring your pet in the hotel um, you will call us and we will take care of your pets while you're gone. Um, during that time frame, I got into it because I always knew there would be a need, you know, to taking care of these pets. And pets are becoming more and more um, part of the family structure. Not they're not really. going anywhere. Right. No, they're, um, they're not. They're not. And they're great companions. And in all essence, they're actually, I hate to say it, but sometimes they can be better than humans. They're such loyal and um, beautiful creatures that just want to be loved, especially you know dogs. They just want to please their owner. Absolutely. So they're fun to be around. They're they're very pets. Actually, dogs help me relieve stress. You know, walking the dog. They're just so nice, and it's that unconditional love. And there's a need for it. So that's yeah. what made us want to go into the pet care industry. Okay. I would say my dog dog relieves my stress, but she kind of gives me some too at the same time. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a little over half water collie. So oh, yeah. Like, water. She's got a lot of energy. Yeah. She's, yeah. Like, she's about as smart as a six-year-old, and she like knows all of her words and like what she how to manipulate you. And how to <laughs> you. Um, They're needy also. Yeah. Well, it was like one time they kind of like played with my head. I was walking back from the laundry with her, and she was in front of me walking on the sidewalk. And I said it just kind of jokingly. I was like, cause she had a piece of dirt on her butt. And I was like, man, your ass is nasty. <laughs> she walked off the sidewalk, dropped her butt in the grass, and pulled it across the grass and walked back up in front of me. And I was like, that's wow. Funny. I was that's like, hard. what even happened right now? <laughs> yeah. Wow, like, that's crazy. Well, I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit, sorry, man. Like, I'll take care of that for you. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the meds and you mentioned um, vacation, yeah. right? So let's talk about the meds first. Is that something that, you know, do you have everybody that works for you able to like understand the meds yeah, and like, um, is there specific people that handle that mostly? Yeah. Across both companies, we have about 65 pet sitters oh, wow. um, okay. that work. Um, we look for mature pet. We usually prefer people that are, um, you know, stay-at-home moms, those grandmas, um, those people that have experience with pets but also have experience with going to clients' homes because, you know, you're at home, you have to be able to trust um, the person coming to your home. We all Absolutely, do. yeah. Every single new client we do a consultation for. 
first. That's the first thing we do. Um, that way, all of our setters are bonded, they're insured, their license, workers' comp, everything is covered. Okay. Um, a lot of pets get insulin shots. Not all of our setters get insulin, but we do have a uh, select few that are able to administer insulin for okay. dogs that have diabetes. Um, dogs that also suffer from, you know, um, you would. Any human disease you can think of, a dog can usually have because they're mammals also. So mm -hmm. um, dogs would need, you know, cholesterol pill, heart medicines, um, in addition to things that pets specifically would need, like heart meds and stuff. Um, we do subcutaneous fluids for pets also that get dehydrated or need those fluids. So okay. not every one of our sitters do it, but the select few are trained and are able to specifically, who come from more of a um, vet tech background gotcha. to give that those makes meds. Sense. Yeah. I think it's important because you want to be able to like diversify and like yes and be able to help everybody and not yes. go sorry you know like I can't help you because we don't have those people. I would say ninety percent of our senior pets are on medicine. Okay. Yeah, those like the dogs that are and the cats that are in that 10, 12 year range. They're they're on meds. Right. For something or something. For or something, yeah. even if it's just a vitamin. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know, and the hips start to get bad. You know, yep, yep. Yeah, pain. So you don't want them to have pain. So you have to give them their medicine for that. And um, right. A lot of pets get anxiety also when their owners are gone. So oh, we help alleviate that by being there, but sometimes they still need that um, that medicine just to keep them calm. And yeah, that would be my dog if I didn't have. She has my place and three other places that like absolutely love her. So right. like, there's no pet sitting really. It's like they call me up. Either I get tired of her after a couple of weeks and I'm like, hey, you want the dog for a couple, couple of days? <laughs> or um, they'll call me up and go, hey, can you bring Izzy over? Like, can we have her for a few days? And I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, uh, <laughs> so like the grandparents absolutely. or the, or the yeah. yeah. The neighbor across the hallway gets her and then my neighbors down the street, they'll take her for like, they have overnight sometimes and they're like, right. hey, can you like leave her here for a few days? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so like one day I was like, it went to like Saturday to Thursday and I was, they, I was like, hey, I'm going to come over and pick her up. And then you before her? I went over to pick her up, my friend messaged me that she normally stays at the other place. She goes, hey, can I visit this weekend? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So <laughs> I literally picked her up, had her for 45 minutes, and dropped her off somewhere else. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's loved. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much loved. But That's good you've got people that you trust yeah. that would give her the best care to take care of. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. for me, like, I mean, she's very, like, she had a lot of separations. I, I got her from right. my ex, and she, like, would be crated all the time, or she'd be yeah. gone. Like, I would have to, like, get into her house and, like, let the dog out and stuff. Uh, like, yeah. So, the weird thing is, because she's super smart, she raised herself at the house by herself with a, with a man coon. So, this cat would teach, they would teach each other back and forth. So, <laughs> she cleans herself, she, like, lays across the back of the couch, watching outside the window. She has all these, like, cat things. Oh, that's funny. Like, right, right, right. It's really kind of, like, weird sometimes you're like are you a cat or a dog yeah <laughs> see i'm a cat guy i have a two i have yeah, two cats, two cats. Yeah. Okay. yeah big cat guy yeah it's kind of like uh one or the other i think a lot of times I, I like them both but like you know I, I think um i like the you know my dog likes to cuddle and stuff but also likes to play mm -hmm. so i like the, the give and take of that right right where the cats like they're they're more like independent me, and i might let you pet me mm -hmm. sometimes yeah, sometimes they just want to look at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know this, but cats are actually the most popular pet in America. Yeah. Are they? Yep. The low maintenance. That's very low maintenance. Thing, yeah. yeah. And if you think of like a country like Japan, where you know you don't have much real estate per person, everything is kind of crammed together. Cats oh, are a perfect yeah. pet yeah. Uh, for situations like that because they can be in small spaces. Yeah. Um, even if you're built vertically, they can climb well. Oh, you know, that's true. Yeah. They don't require that much space. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So very, very common. Yeah. 
Um, so the vacation thing. So is that like you have a limit on like, is it like you know a short vacation? No, not at all. Um, like for weeks, you know, a couple week vacation. Is that? We have a client that um, visits India, and she leaves sometimes for two months at a time. Okay. And we we send her updates every day. Our software, um, every sitter sends an update every visit um, to the client. You know, with a picture. You know, giving them an update of what happened. You know, did the pet go one or two? Any issues? You know, um, we're always monitoring the pet as if it's ours. So you know, there there has been times when we've monitored the pet and we saw issues and we had to take it to the vet. And we okay. caught stuff. So no, um, yeah, no time limit, and we do overnight stays also. So you do. Okay. Yeah, we do have okay. sitters that um, will stay with your pet overnight for as okay. many days as needed because some pets need attention. Around all the, clock. the time, yeah, okay. all the, yeah, or the, gotcha. those anxiety issues were starting to come out. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, the overnight thing, especially, like, you know, because you're around like a couple times during the day, then all of a sudden they're, they're like, you know, yeah, yeah. We don't take into account like they're probably not sleeping. No, right? No, no. Or like, they're not really rested because they're like shit. Like you know, that that twelve hours you're around, now there's twelve hours you're not around. Right. Yep. Right. Most right. dogs so, sleep when we do. If you notice, they when we go to sleep, they go to sleep. Right. So yeah, they're around the house waiting on you most of the time to come yeah. home. Yeah, no, definitely. There was uh, there was I like perspectives a lot. Like you know, that's why I have my whole podcast is my other podcast is another new perspective. And uh, she always says goodbye. Like when we're walking out, and she'll be like <laughs> pausing the window, like staring out the window. And was like, oh look, there's dog face. <laughs> and uh, one of my friends left, and my girlfriend and I were sitting at the table, and she went up there and put her paws up there, and was looking out the window, and I was like, Bree, look, it's the other side of dog face, and she goes, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't think about it, like now you're looking at what we always enjoy looking at. Yeah. But you're now you're looking true. at it from the backside of it. That's true. You know, so um, that's really cool. I think that's uh, it's a really great service and very necessary. So, um, so what? I guess um, you have the pet thing, but now you have the cleaning thing. So, mm-hmm. like, is that um, there's the investment pieces of it? You guys had mentioned prior to the podcast, which are important that that piece of it, but. Is there um, is there a passion towards the cleaning piece of it as well that you chose that that industry as well? Or is there? Um, is it like for like so we talk about the buying of time, you know? So I think that's yeah. A, we like to purchase companies that have already been established. Um, okay. All three of our companies have been in business for at least fifteen years. Oh wow! Okay. So and we, we want to like, see through the recession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Of two thousand eight, especially because I don't know for me, I grew up during that time. I remember my mom lost her job during that time. Yeah. She, that was a very interesting. One. World at that point. She yeah. worked for Wells Fargo at the time. She got laid off. Okay. Things started getting tight around that time. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's right. <laughs> yeah. really, like, you know, it's real. Like, you know, as far as like choosing, I think I think kind of I was picking up where you're where you're going with that because it was like right. So yeah, we want to make proof something. We want to make sure yeah. that it could stand the test of a another great recession or another downturn in the economy. It's, it's not far off. I mean, they they've been talking. Yeah. The talking heads have been talking about it for a couple of years. Right. Now, you know, and most companies are are this whole like raise capital thing. Yeah. It's like, right. Yeah. So like everybody's so over leveraged on their companies right now. Like they're really making revenue. They're just like. People are throwing twenty, thirty million dollars or something, and yeah. losing one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month in expenses. We know that the commercial so. industry, um, no matter what, um, it's gonna your banks have to be clean, your restaurants have to be clean to be in business. You can't yeah. operate that way. So that was one of the reasons we went into the residential cleaning slash commercial. We wanted, you know, the residential could probably slow down during the recession, but the commercial we feel would be yeah. recession proof. 
I at least resistant the, to some degree. Yeah, I yeah. think even the residential though wouldn't really slow down as much because you're still have. I mean, I don't know what your demographic is that you guys you know see the most of in, in the residential cleaning, but you know, and the idea of like buying that time back. Yeah. To me, like, if I was in, and this may be a perspective thing to me in the way my math works in my head, but like, if you're in a recession and you're trying to fight to make more money. Paying somebody forty dollars every couple of weeks to clean your house yeah. when you don't have to, and you can stay as busy as you need to be to survive, right? And come home, and you still get to come back to a clean home. That's true, right? Where if you're, that's why I like my product, the cube. I can talk about guys that later, but um, it's being lost in your puzzle, being lost, being so lost in a project that you can't see out of it, right? My girlfriend is going into midterms. I was going into a, I did a presentation at a startup summit with all like biotech. Mm-hmm. Like, elitists and you know all these life science guys you know and there's just me and these guys are hundred billion dollar company and yeah and, myself, and I'm like, like why not you know but like I was going into that and she was going into midterms and we're like lost in this we're like working hard working hard working hard everybody's trying to do their own thing like we're not even really talking to each other because we're just lost in our own puzzle and then all of a sudden I got through mine and she got through hers and we looked around and there's trash is overflowing there's dishes everywhere like floors haven't been swept and like that's that you know idea that you're so busy, yeah. That you know what's the most there's a there's an admiral. I don't know if you uh, heard of his book where you have, you know talks about making your bed in the morning. It's like the first thing you do in your to start your day is make your bed. Right. Right. He goes that way you've accomplished something. Yeah. Right off the yeah. bat. This but sounds then when you've had a really rough day, you come home and you have a freshly made bed. It does make you feel more accomplished. That and taking a shower. Yeah, those are two things yeah, for no, exactly. that are really good for your mental health. Right, so now as a cleaning business, if you're if we do go into a downturn, right, and everybody's having to work two jobs or whatever, like right. hustle harder to like make life work, right? If you can at least come home from hell, yeah, and walk into your house and you're going, all right, at least I got a clean house. Because your home is your sanctuary. Yeah, exactly. Because if you come home point. into a really dirty home, you're gonna mentally want to clean it. Yeah, and that's more time of your day that you're having to use, even after a hard day. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is. You know, these are professional cleaners that we have, and they're going to be able to clean the home much faster than any nor- any person yeah. would. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's a that's a different time. It might take you two hours where it would take us, our cleaners, an hour to clean your home. Yeah, they, they yeah, have. Exactly. These ladies have 15-plus years of experience in yeah. hotels and commercial settings. So they okay. they do it every day, so they can just get it done. They're going to get it done very, yeah. very fast. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. And another point you brought up was the $40 thing. Um, yeah, not, I don't even know how much it is. I was just kind of throwing that No, out but there, that's, so. that's a good point that you brought up because it's actually not as expensive as I think most people would think. Most people yeah, would right. think that, you know, only super rich people or super wealthy people have cleaners, but it's very, very affordable um, that I've noticed, you know, being in the business for close to a year now. Yeah. it's. I mean, each house is different, obviously, so I can't just throw out a number here. Right. No, exactly. Um, but I mean, it's, it's not as expensive as most people would think, and I would encourage more people to kind of just take a look at it. Just yeah. look at it. It might improve your life. I think it would improve your life or yeah. definitely give you more time back. Right. Um, well, the one thing I always say to people, too, is, like, you don't have to, they're not, they don't have to come in every day as your mate. Right. They right. come in, like, right. once a week. Or, I mean, they could Less come in than once that. Week if you want. Yeah. Once a month, you know, you every other week. A lot of our clients are just once a month. Right. You know? Come in baseboards and, like, deep cleaning. Like and then you maintain the cleaning. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. Then you just kind of, t- you know, touch up things, wipe things down. Right. Whatever. But, like, you're not getting, it's like that whole, like, uh, I like the, that perspective we always have from like the old days of like spring cleaning. 
Right. right. We're like, you just let everything go for like six months and get spring <laughs> clean. And like, you know, it's like, your whole Saturday's gone. Yeah. Right. Or, or yeah. even longer. Like, yeah. Your weekend gone. Because, you know, we, we pack stuff and we like, you know, we don't clean anything and we like wipe things down quick, but we forget like there's all this other, you know, like, I always joke around and I've seen memes about it too, like that, uh, the underneath sides of the toilet. Yeah. That maybe get cleaned once every, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> once a year. And, and it's not just a mental thing, it's actually a sanitation and, um, you know, the flu is real. You know, these, oh, yeah. these, these viruses and bugs are real and germs spread very, very fast. Very fast. Especially allergies, yeah. you yep. make sure you're cleaning, changing your sheets often. I mean, we do all that stuff. There's different yeah. packages and based on what you want, obviously. Um, but like like you said, if you just want you know sweep in, uh, you know wipe down your kitchen, that's going to be a different price point than if you want your linen changed, your laundry done, uh, things of that nature. Right. So uh, the big one I'm sure you guys get, and like it's the word, it's really where the world's going, and I appreciate the world going this way. But like, how about the green, like the green guys, cleaning, the green cleaning? Are you guys like? all that way or like by request we're not all there yet but i will say this um we're everyone is moving towards you know ammonia free um you know more organic products um right now our go-to for cleaning is still like pine saw but people we're really going away from that real you know tough um like ammonia based product we are mm-hmm. going more towards organic stuff yeah it just feels like you can't get that smell out like i like to smell right. a clean house but right it's like, right you know is it you you now clean my house for like an hour or two and i walk in there i can't really like enjoy my house because it's just yeah so that's that yeah the smell of chemicals or whatever a lot of our commercial clients refer to they want to smell it when they come in they want to just like boom they want right. over there, right? No, but right. residential is a little bit different because every household is a little bit different. There. Yeah, they live there, right? Um, so yeah, we we have some clients that only want you know like a lemon scent or maybe a fruity smell. It all depends on the client, but yeah. I agree that we should go more towards that green. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite smells is the childhood smell of mine. I still use it, but um, like Murphy's oil soap. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Murphy's oil. Like, Murphy's has been in business a long, oh my God, long time. Like, it, Coming home from school, getting off the school bus, and like mom and mop the floors, you know, and like it's just that smell. Yeah, I still use it myself. You know, it's just a great product. That's a really old product. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah. but to me, it's not offensive. Like, right. It's not like it leaves a smell where like you know it's still clean because you can smell it in the air. Right. But it's not that it's not an offensive like overwhelming smell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so well, that's really cool. Um, and I like how both of them kind of like they both have reasons and, the, and it's it's really like what I always find in business is really business is about saving people time yes absolutely right? do you have a business that can can you're selling time right because we can't get it back it's like the most valuable commodity so if you can sell people if we can if we can make people realize that the services that I provide and that you guys provide are about selling time back right? absolutely right it's like it's you're not nobody's better than you right these people that you that's the whole perspective of like Wealthy people get have house cleaning. Yeah. Right. But I mean, when I got prices even for here before, like it's really not that it's not overwhelming. Like when you look right. at the price and I, and like mine's a commercial space. Right. Right. So I encourage people if you're listening to this, and like I'm sure you guys will share it with with your customers and stuff too. Like really consider it. Yeah. Right. Get in there and like you know you'd be surprised how much it really like. There was a, a friend of mine. She used to get her house cleaned every couple of weeks, and you walk in, and you knew, like, yeah, you know, like you yeah. walked into like a hotel or something. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> taken care of. It's so. gonna make your employees, especially in a commercial space, happier because 
you can go on to these places and see these employees' faces when they're asked to go clean bathrooms. Oh, they don't do that. And they look <laughs> miserable. And they're not doing a good job most of the time. Like, right. Like, a lot of those places, so um, not only a need, but, you know, it helps the employees' work-life balance. You know, we take away that, that task because no one really likes cleaning most of the time. A lot of people don't. Right. But it's something that has it's to, to be done. done. It's got to be done. cleaning a bathroom that's been used by like, Yeah, a lot of people. people. Exactly. <laughs> There's a phrase that I came up with based on, you know, logistics. I work with, like, you know, the corporate culture. Right, Business right. culture and stuff like that. And that's, a good, that's what we are talking about. And, um... I keep seeing how we treat people, right? Right, and we we want this, right? We want this precise system to function this certain way, and like you know, we put all this money into the the data and the AI and all this right. kind of stuff. We want our system to run this way, right? But we want our people to like want to work with us and like want to build this culture and stuff like that. But now we're in this like weird time, weird weird dilemma of like, well, we want to make more money, but we have to take care of our people, right? Right. So the, 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 the thought that I completed on it was that the precision of a well-designed system is predicated on the quality of the relationships of those operating it. Very true. Right? Because if you delegate the task to, to clean the toilet, and I don't like you anyways, <laughs> right? let alone like cleaning the toilet. Yeah, really that's think, double. You really think that that person is going to do the job that you're expecting? That's very true. Absolutely not. Them. So are you really saving time anymore? Yeah. Because you have to do it right. over again. You so, it over anyway. Especially if you own the business, you can't right. let it get bad. You know, That's the right. thing about being a business owner. Right. You have to fix it. Or your yeah. customers are going to tell you about it in person or on Google. Right. <laughs> you don't want to be on Google. You don't want to get that thing as quick as possible. Uh, yep. Google, <laughs> man. Uh, like, a lot of people see that. <laughs> yeah, because that's why I love systems so much. It's like if, I want to get mine to the point where I push the button and it just goes. Yeah. Right? Like to me, that's how businesses ran is that you're trying to get it to the point where you put the money into it, you put the sacrifice in, you put the time into it. You now. Push the button you want to be automated. Now it's, now it's going to yeah. run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right, you know, so in regards to like the cleaning thing in like corporate co- or business culture, like we were just talking about, you know, if, if you're trying to get people like a great selling point is just that is knowing that you're trying to save time. Just look at the things that, you know, how, you, how does your system run? Right. Right. If you're trying to run a system while still having your employees do so much of the cleaning happens in the massage industry all the time where they want to do the sheets, they want to do the cleaning, they want all this kind of stuff, in the middle of time where they need to be resting from their last session. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, that is a good point. Right? Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. You have to give your employees the tools. That they, yeah. I mean, if you don't give them the tools and the resources, then your business won't be successful. Right, you're just going to burn them out. That's what's happening yeah. all the time right now. There was, uh, I always, there's a guy that I, um, he's a, a partner of mine, and he's all my bookkeeping and stuff like that. And I keep trying to tell these guys in my meetings and stuff like that is like the intervals of time between work and off, right? So like say like I did an hour service and then I had, you know, this is where how a lot of them function. This is the industry standard almost right now for corporate massage and stuff is you have five minutes to say hello. By the time, from, from the time you say hello to the time you have to be hands on is five minutes. You just met a stranger. You have 50 minutes to work on them. 
Now I'm going to say, take your time. I'll see you in a few minutes. But what it really means is I have somebody in seven minutes after you. Oh, From the time yeah. I take my hands off of you, I have to say hello to the next person. But, you, but you feel like you got to say, take your time yeah. just to be nice. Right. <laughs> to be nice, but in my back, back of my mind, I'm really lying to you. Yes. Yeah. It's not really yeah. that you have any time at all. I'm already in a hurry. Right. That's true. Okay. So I, I was telling this. I was trying to get through the head. I was like, it's important. These intervals of time matter in regards to the well-oiled machine. Because if you keep burning your people out and have to keep rehiring people, your system isn't ever going to be that's a, that's, that's a really good point. Right? So you have to build that, that business culture up. That way you keep the people there and they keep getting better. They're practicing humans to get better at it. Right. You're not keep replacing them. You keep replacing them, you're never going to build your system. Yeah, because you're retraining and... Yeah, you're spending Spend all your time like, retraining. Yeah, and the industry standard thing is like $4,100 to yeah. hire and train an employee. Yeah. Right, it's like four grand. You're like losing every single time that you're burning this person out, right? But you're getting just because you want to make an extra hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks in a day, you're gonna you're gonna waste four grand. That's true. So, yeah, it's like short term right. thinking versus like mid and long term thinking. Yeah, and that's what I hated about the corporate culture. They just burn you out. Burn you out. Yeah. So so much they can get out of you, then talk yep. you out and find you a new one. Yeah. So. Somebody else is already interviewing. By the time you tell them, you you're burning out. Yeah, but he said this news to go, bro. He's like, is this why you talk about intervals? And it was like. Uh, former massage envy employee drives car through a building. Oh my <laughs> god! Right through the front doors of the building, and then pulled back out and drove off. Wow! And I was like, yes, that is, that is a, a prime example of. <laughs> That's a little extreme, but still. It's a little extreme, but it's a prime example of why of, of importance of that culture. Right. Right. And like people used to work for companies for twenty and thirty years because they maybe not enjoyed going in every day. But they at least were cared for while they were Yeah, there's a good point. They got a pension at the yeah, end. Yeah, they were like cared yeah. for a little bit. So yep. they, they worked a little harder. Yeah. Right? And there was a meeting I was in. Like, uh, It's so, like, I study the other side of things to understand how the other side thinks. Right? Think like your enemy or learn how your enemy thinks. You know, and in one meeting, we were talking about culture. How about, like, you know, all this kind of stuff and, like, making things better. And then three weeks later, we're having the conversation about Starbucks. Mm-hmm. How, you know, they pay for all their health care and they pay for, like, Tuition, all this kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, Starbucks. If they could pay for all this stuff, we get a four percent return instead of a one half percent return. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So what do you want? Right? You want to screw the people over and make more money, or do you want to like, actually take care of your people and like make more money? Yeah, I was I was watching an interview with uh, Mark Benoit. He's like the CEO of Salesforce recently, and he was okay. and he talk, he, was, he always talks about like you know stakeholders, not just being shareholders, but like the employees people that work around your buildings, the people that work, you know, in the area, the people you're impacting with your products and stuff like that. Um, and just making sure that everyone is taken care of, not just shareholders That's and true. that they're getting a strong yeah. return. You have to. Everyone was, matters. That was a nineties thing. Was, right. Like, they started in the nineties to switch over the shareholders and then like to test it out. Two thousands became like standard practice, like shareholders first, you know. And they just showed that. They said some from eighty nine to current like the, uh, and I'm not throwing the one, I'm not a 1% like demonizing anything like that, right? I'm just saying like the, the, the data that they showed was that they've gained $21 trillion in, mm-hmm. in investments and stuff since 1989, which is the start of the 90s. And the lower part of the of income earners are worse le- worth less than zero. They lost $900 billion in the same amount wow. of time. Right? Because you keep, you know, Marketing right now is all about keeping your attention. Right. Right. Keep people buying. Just keep people buying. Right. Take care of the shareholders who are pumping money into there. We're not worried about like education. We're not worried about all this. 
You know, so you're like, it's, I would say it's like, um, you have your phone, your, our attention is like, binding, binding, binding. We're staying in this little tight loop between our phone and our eyes and like our needs and our wants. And then you have the corporations on the other side with their giant vacuum hose vacuuming up the planet. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and figuring out how to make money off of creating something off the trees, creating something off the oil to now sell to you through your phone. Right? And there's this cycle that's happening. You know, so the culture is a big thing. And I want to tie that back together because we're running out of time a little bit here. But, like, okay. you know, the culture is important because what you guys do, right? You build culture because your culture has to be great at your company to make sure your people are happy that way their dogs are happy, right? Those dogs aren't going to be happy with people that are, like, burned out. And like, That's true. The key, right? the biggest key in the pet industry, pets, and you have to get people who love animals. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's the absolute key. Um, they have to absolutely adore pets and, and, and treat animals, you know, with equal respect and love. You can't hire people in the pets in the industry, and I've made this mistake before that are just trying to make money. Right. Because they're going right. to short the walks. They're going to short the attention. They're not there, you know, to actually love the pet. Right. And, our, and our sitters that have been with us and are actually, we have some sitters that are full-time. They make a full-time living off okay. of us because they built so many clients. And their clients come, please, please bring her back yeah. Because they actually took time to get to know the pets and um, treat them good, so that's that's the key in this industry is definitely um, hiring people that love the pets to create the culture. And the same thing with the cleaning industry, you have to actually enjoy doing it. Yeah, you have to enjoy. You, you have to. Mean, you, you, you'll, you'll start like you said, like you said, shorting things. Right, right. right. Just to get the check. Oh, what right. I got to do when I walk in here? This place is dirty. How can I get clean? At least kind look kind of clean, clean really, as fast yeah, as I can to get my yeah. paycheck. Yeah, exactly. They don't take pride in their work. They actually, right. you have to get someone to clean that actually would be bothered if it doesn't look great. Right. Yep. You know? well, you're, <laughs> yeah. finding, you're finding the people that almost have an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. That want to hustle it. And they're they're right. like, yo, don't don't bother me. Right. Right. I'm going to come in here and do my job. I do it really, really well. Pay me. We're done. We're out. Right. Right. And that's kind of like that, that, that mindset in my mind, like what you're looking for. Right. And really, like, the way I look at it, like, that's what you want out of an employee. Yeah. Right? Like, I had the privilege of that. The companies I did work for, like, when I was in logistics, for four years, I only saw my boss three times a year. Wow. Right? Wow. But I was making them $8 million a year. I had the lowest turnover rate in the company. You know, I had uh, had a 99% delivery on time. Wow. We're like, here, just you just stay over there doing your thing. Doing your thing. Getting you. <laughs> micromanaging. Yeah. Right. But it allowed me to be creative. Right? Because when you're... Like, uh, the last few years I was doing it, I had, uh, it was all just-in-time freight. So, Coke, Pepsi, printing presses, everything, JIT, what means is, like, they don't have any excess um, warehousing. So, basically, once you're late, they have to shut a line down waiting for you to get there. So, they shut a whole production line down waiting for your truck to show up. Mm. So, you start racking up fines of up a couple thousand dollars an hour. That adds up. <laughs> right? And you're like, because you're late. Let me tell you where my drivers picked up at and where they delivered at was the international border from Washington to Canada. Oh. So I had this whole giant uncontrolled variable that I had to play with every day because you don't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Interesting. But, There's a lot of money involved, too. Yeah. But getting people, you know, to close that up, it's like, you know, getting people that care, that want to be independent, um, independent for themselves. You're building that independent culture because you're, you're providing these people a, a job they can do that they love. Right. They get to be around pets by themselves. They get to clean a house by themselves. That's a good point, yeah. Right? You're, oh, you're trying to find the people that 
yo, maybe they don't want to be around other people. You don't have to be a people person. That's actually a good point that you made about um, employees treating your business like it's their actual individual business. Yeah. That's really good. I never put that into my own um, yeah, perspective. Yeah, that's really what I get it to. If you hire people like, this is my company too, you know, this is yeah. our business. And it is. Right. Yeah, and it, it is. essentially is. They're the face of it. Right. You so you want them to be a good face of it. That's a good point. Like, they're just like the abacus, right? Like right. You know, here, here's, your, here's your end goal. And like each employee, if you nurture that that relationship. There's a there's a guy, uh, Rob Campbell, he's here local. Um, he commanded the 101st Airborne. And he wrote a book, and it was amazing. And it's like, because uh, how do you get 5,000 people to mobilize and get along together and accomplish like these huge missions? Right. And his book is called, it's, it's Personal, Not Personnel. Personal, Not Personnel. Okay. Right. So it's a leadership book. Yeah, it's getting out of the whole idea that we're dehumanizing. We're, he, in, the, in the book, he, it was, there's, a, there's terms that are going around now. Human resources, humans as a resource. Right? So it's. It's not totally dehumanizing it, but like right. it's kind of dehumanizing it. It is, yeah. Right, but it got worse because that was the first one. Now it now it's called human capital. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, so now we're talking about human capital. Now we're talking about like how much can we cut out of this capital? We need more capital, hmm. more human capital to like keep the bottom line going. Right, we need less. Let's cut it out. Right, so it's like you can mobilize five thousand people because you care about them, and they care about each other. There's a brotherhood there. There's like there's a, a camaraderie there. So that's a good point. It's all about the culture. It's all about finding people that want to work for themselves, basically, but can't for whatever reason. Right. You're giving them the resources to do that. They love what they're doing. They're working with animals. They're they're cleaning houses. They're they're independent essentially, but not. Yeah, because I'm not there. I don't I don't see most of the jobs right. they're doing. You know. Right. They're on their own. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, so that's great. Like, I think that, you know, you guys focus in really on that and finding the right people to, like, take care of someone's animal. Like, that's important. Yep. Right? Or be in their house. You're, you're saying this person be in someone's house by themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of trust totally. that goes into that. <laughs> yeah. And who doesn't have cameras these days? But we tell all our employees, assume you're on camera. Assume you should yeah. act every, no matter where you're at. That's why I love, um, it fits into both businesses. It's one of my favorite things is, uh, Integrity is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. Like, you could be an asshole, but like, you know, why? Like, you can, it, it's, there's the other one I would say is like, we're never, ever, ever too busy to share an act of kindness. That's true. Really not. Very true. You know, in the grand scheme of it, we're really not that busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like, like, I gave a guy a jump today and I'm like, it made me feel great because that, I've right. been there. You needed to jump, you know. Yeah. You're just trying to get by, man. You're just trying to get somewhere. Yeah. And that guy was so happen. happy, but it made yeah. me feel like a great. Like so I'll great. share that with you because, like, everything in our world is about service, right? Caring right. for other people, right? And I heard this one, and I kind of like couldn't quite understand it at first until I really thought about it. But we only keep what we give, right? So you get a, mm. you gave what you gave. Yeah. But what you got to keep, nobody can take from you because you got to keep true. the feeling of giving. Uh-huh. That's true. That's very right? true. So that keeps us giving because we got to keep this amazing feeling of like, wow. Yeah. Know, right? The downside of what I saw on social media in this little, weird little fad right now is that people are doing kind things to people and recording it and then sharing it. Yeah, media. I yep. hate that. And I'm like, man, yeah. why did we have to do that? Like, we yeah, took something I hate that. that was like yeah. a great thing and a great thing and made it a bad thing. Or even worse, something bad is happening and they're just recording it. Like, yeah. oh, my God, look at this happening. Right, why aren't you helping that person? Yeah, this lady's getting robbed or something. I'm like, you're really recording someone getting, like, Beaten up. shit you. I mean, I understand if you don't fight, but call the cops or right. you just literally recording someone getting hurt or something. Yeah, like. 
We yeah. just did. Yeah. Um, I just did a podcast with an older gentleman that um, it's one of my favorite. It's it's one of the short ones that you hear that has the, the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Was um, what we don't change, we choose. And even silence mm. is a choice. That's very true. Right. So like that's my biggest thing is like I'm not gonna sit back and just ignore everything and pretend it's not happening. I can't do that. Right? Because by not speaking out or not changing something, you're, you're essentially endorsing it. Yeah, you're like, endorsing you, it, yeah. Right, you're endorsing it. <laughs> Very true. Right? There is no ignoring anything. You ignore it, you're accepting it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? That's a really good point. So, well, thank you guys. Oh, thank Thanks for you. having yeah. us. Thank uh, you. I actually really look forward to, like, we can, you know, nurture this relationship. Absolutely. 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 Too. So, Absolutely. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. So. Absolutely. Plenty more to talk about. I appreciate you having us today. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. If you'd like to share your story, you can contact me at anothernewperspective101 at gmail.com or by phone at 984-212-4308. Have an amazing day.